Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall. You can find Nick and I at the Hyperclean Specialist Group on Facebook or go to TikTok. That's the best way. We love those two places. All right. This is the Community Pub. And I'm diving into, well, what might be one of the last times I drank this beer. So a little bit of backstory of what's going on here at the household. I trust everybody had a great 4th of July. We did. Dustin, I know you were out living it up on the lake, cruising around, tying up the boats, having a blast. For me, what we did was, you know, listen, July, it's really one of my favorite holidays. Probably if, if, if not number one, it might be number two, but it's a one or two of, uh, you know, this time and then Christmas to New Year's around there. So I love this time of year. I celebrate. I always pop fireworks. We grill. Well, one of my favorite things about this time of year is actually what everybody hates, at least here, right? Everybody's complaining about the heat. Well, I love heat. I'll take the heat over the cold any day. And so now what I get to celebrate is about three months, maybe four, where those doors are off, tops off, and I'm crossing my fingers that I never have to put them back on. So for me, I'm, I'm that guy that you pull up to next to the stoplight that's jamming EDM or, you know, I've been doing a lot of Tiesto right now, but you might also find this middle-aged 40 dude jamming to some old 90s hip-hop. Dr. Dre was definitely blaring today, so I love to cruise around in the heat, blare music, and, and enjoy my car life. Like, this is my favorite time to enjoy car life. And so we took some cruise this weekend. One of those cruises was... We decided uh, after a little bit of shopping on Sunday, we wanted to go do some day drinking. So we went, did a little bit of bar hopping around a little place called Jinx, Oklahoma. It's a real small town outside of Tulsa. And one of our favorite breweries that we stopped to, this is their beer, played some checkers, had a fun time. And then we realized how much they raised their prices. So everybody else that bitches and moans about gas prices, go for it. I'm going to bitch and moan about the amount that we had to pay for this beer, it was $8. And I just went, wow. Okay. We, we might not be back here very often again. Like could not believe it, but we had a great time. It's a great beer. It's it's we've had, it's a tropical IPA. It's, it's amazing. We both love it. But then the fun part, right? This is what I want to know from you guys, right? This is a fun part about going out day drinking, having a bunch of fun, coming home, having a couple more. And then you go, mm, I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of hungry. So <laughs> we did a lot of barbecuing this weekend, made some ribs, made some brisket. It was a lot of fun. So when you're a bit tipsy and you want to have a munchie, I grabbed some of that, uh, uh, the, the ribs. I do the, the baby back ribs, pulled them off the ribs put them into some of those dinner rolls, you know, that you heat up in the oven that get nice and fluffy. And I munch down on like four of those. So you got this real fatty, you know, nice baby back rib meat straight into it. And I put a little sriracha on there. Ah, it was delicious. Dustin, what about you, man? You've been drinking out all day up the lake. Is What, what gets you filled up when you've got the munchies after you've been drinking? What's your go-to? 
Oh man, I, I've usually got peanut butter and jelly on the boat. <laughs> so, uh, cause I, I know I'm going to need it halfway through the day. Um, so I, I've usually got a couple of those stacked away or, uh, this weekend we had a big cookout up at the camp. Uh, my buddies have a camp up above the lake, so we'd go out and boat till five, six o'clock and then run up to the camp and about 20 of us had a cookout. And then we went back out on the boats for fireworks. So we were stuffed, man. Yeah. BBJ, you're right. BBJ on the boat's good with some Cheez-Its. You do some Cheez-Its. Ah. What? No Cheez-Its? Oh, <laughs> no, man. No, Cheez-Its. Nah. You're not talking about like on your peanut butter and jelly, right? No, no. But just as like, uh, a, like a side dish, you know, like PBJ and C- yeah. Cheez-Its instead of burgers and fries. Yeah. I, I, I mean, here and there, more of a trail mix type of guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do trail mix, no doubt. No doubt. Hey, cooking with Nick. What was on the menu for you this weekend? Did you uh, did you enjoy some barbecue? We man, we did heavy barbecue. The brisket turned out pretty good, but those baby back ribs, man, it was four hours, two twenty five. I mean, you pulled the bone right out. That's that's the way to do it. It it was great. So uh, I went to Denver to visit a friend. I haven't cooked anything in a while. Um, lots of various good food was had. So we went to a gourmet hot dog place and they had like their own sausages and stuff. It was great. Um, went to a place called Golden Mill in Denver where they have like 40 taps like in, in a line and you tap a card and it charges by the ounce. So it's just like an open tab. You tap your card to, to authenticate you or by the ounce and they got wine, beer, mixed cocktails and all that. So I sat there and tried like 30 different liquors i dared my friend to do a suicide down the whole thing and i tried that pretty good actually um had that um unfortunately i have come back with covid so i'm not cooking tonight oh man oh Doing man okay? yeah you good yeah i'm on day two um i could be worse i could be worse well glad i'm vaccinated with three so yeah yeah uh, my vaccinations were about like I had COVID. My vaccinations were bad. I yeah. struggled with them. Mine, mine were bad. I think the vaccinations were honestly worse. Like the fever that I had with the shots was like mm-hmm. so aggressive and severe that it, it would, you know, leave you just dead for like a day or two. Um, do I want to work right now? <laughs> no, but it's not like I mean, I'm up and walking around the house for once. So I'm all right. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. I know when we were hanging out at MTE, you, you mentioned it was it was kind of a little scary for you in case you got it, and you were really glad you you hadn't had it yet. So, yeah, um, glad to hear you're doing okay, man. You said that, and okay, I, I kind of went, oh, like this is the variant to get. This is the variant that doesn't really hurt your lungs that much. It it just gets your throat. So, I lucked Ooh. out there. And hey, three years of not catching it, I'm probably one of the last ones to get it. So, same here, man. Yeah. Um, my wife mentioned she's had multiple people this week already. They've canceled their house cleaning because they have COVID. So it's, it's like, there's another wave that's come around, uh, like a summer yeah, wave. I caught it from my mom. She was in, she was in Denver at a convention and we linked up. I was just visiting a friend, but we linked up and oh, sure shit. She had it. Well, are you sipping on something or is that? Yeah. I was going to say, wait a minute. Uh, <clears throat> strawberry fresca. Amazing. Okay. Okay. So, oh, it's muddled <laughs> strawberries, uh, vodka, 
probably half oh. vodka and um fresca that would get rid might of as it as well might as well right it's, yeah exactly well. sterilize the throat you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah that makes sense Sure. Uh, you, you, I guess you haven't lost your taste. No, no loss of taste or smell. Um, just a really sore throat and a cough, and that's about it. Well, man, glad to hear. Really glad to hear, man. Derek, what about you? Oh, well, huh? Nick, what what's your munchie like? What do you 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 get a little tipsy? What's your go to? What do you like to What do you like to munch on? You know what a garbage plate is? Whatever you have. Was there so, the freezer? Whatever you have in the fridge or freezer that is easy to assemble. If you got a, if you got some really good bread, you know, I'll make a, a PB and J with whatever nut butter I have, be it almond or peanut butter or, or any other thing or any jelly I have. If I've got like chicken out, I'll probably make some tacos. Um, so just it, whatever. Just yeah, what just go, yeah. You don't have a go-to though. Not at all. It's yeah, just whatever is available. Yeah. Uh, but those bars are fun. Uh, Derek, were you no i don't think you i don't think you were with us when we went to i know we when we were up there up in the northeast with you we went to a couple of those seeing tango mike and some of those guys we it is cool nick um it's a different it's a different thing to be able to just put your card up and, and you're right you just pay per ounce like you and the ones we went to i thought were cool is when they mixed in the video games and you go in and you play games then you walk up and you get however much beer you want like Listen, it, I think it's genius. I, I think we'll see more and more stuff like that. I think it's awesome. All right, Derek, what about you, man? What What's your go-to munchie? What do you munch on after you've had a, a long day of drinking? I don't mean to be a fat ass in here, but I cannot. <laughs> I, there's something about McDonald's. I don't know at like 2 o'clock in the morning. There's a couple of me there 24 hours. We'll go out drinking and you're driving home like you're not you know you're you're, you're okay you know sometimes someone else gotta drive home you're driving home and literally you look over and you know where they are and you're just like, man i can really go surprise right now you literally just go i don't know just that's like my something will hit at the uh, end of the night no matter what i don't that's just me and my wife do it and it's funny it's like it's like you look, she'll look at me look at her and she's like we should go and i'm like yeah well you probably should and we go <laughs> mac d's huh what do you get oh i'm just, I mean, ever since the Big Mac became tiny, I, I usually just go for the uh, just a quarter pounder of cheese and fries, and I'm usually happy. And a sweet tea, I never get, never get anything else. Just give me that sweet tea, and I'm happy. Sweet tea, it is. Sweet tea, it is. Kevin, hey man, I uh, trust you had a great weekend, brother. Good to see you hop on the pub. What's, what's your go-to? Yeah, what's Morning. your go-to munchie? Like, what do you munch on after you've been drinking? Uh, so again, I really don't drink like that much often, but it's, it used to just be wings and pizza, bro. You know, real oh, simple, <laughs> you know, suck up all that alcohol, you know, type real pro move. Dude, years uh, ago, Buffalo Wild Wings was my second home. So trust me, I, I get it. <laughs> then uh, right around the corners, Domino's. So man, I had plenty of wings and beer. I wanted, I wanted to just jump on man and talk about that ceramic soap, bro. Oh, oh yeah. what, an yeah. what an experience. It was nice. Yeah, Great. you don't see that, do you? You never uh, I've never like, until yo. we really came out with it and fully dialed in what we were trying to do. I I'd never seen anything on the market that you could wash a car and have instant hydrophobics. It's incredible. I'm, I I want to use it as an add-on, tell you the truth. I mean, uh, it's that good, you know. 
It's that good. I like it. Yeah. Dustin did it in place of a, and it's interesting what we're going to talk about. Dustin, uh, Dustin did it in place of a wax on an RV. He, he washed with ceramic snow and then, uh, came back with slick, right? Like that's what I did on, uh, so what Perfect. I did on my mom's uh, vehicle before we went down and took our trip, uh, it's, it is incredible. That combination of ceramic snow and slick is, it's amazing. Uh, I didn't even use slick, uh, afterwards. So we just washed it, uh, washed it with cleanse and then came back through and foamed it down again with ceramic snow and brushed it in and then rinsed it. And, and that was it. Like, I, I don't even think we dried it to be honest with you. And it went clear to Florida came back and I washed it again and it's still showing incredible protection. So, uh, doing well. Yeah. That's cool. Off of just a wash, like, right. Like crazy. That's it. Crazy. Joe clean. You on here? I know you're driving. Yep. Yep. Joe, you know, we learned a lot about you over the last couple of weeks. You're, you're leaving the detail industry, going into the car washing world. But I think the biggest shocker was that you used to be a clubber back in the day. Like I, I still, I'm really still trying to picture you in the club back in the day, like getting <laughs> after it, man. Like that's, that's awesome. Uh, after you left the club and you had been drinking, what, what would you go to? What was your go-to munchie? Uh, there was a gy- there was a thing called gyros, which they call Salem's now. So y'all call them Euro. We call them gyro. It was, it was open till six o'clock in the morning. 10 wings and a fry where I go to. So huh. every week after the club, we went to gyros. Huh. Yep. Uh, it's not, it's not heroes or heroes. No, I mean, everybody gyro. says that word all different, right? <laughs> it's always everybody, no matter where you're from, they say that word different. <laughs> we sounded out. Gyro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, all right, sure. let's guess. Let's guess Nick's. What was Nick's munchie back in the day? I think it was White Castle burgers. That's what I think. <laughs> oh, I think God, he no. got tipsy uh, and he went and got like 15 guess. White Castle oh, burgers. Uh, that's a good guess. No, that, hey, that, would be, that would be one of them. I mean, why not? You know, have, grab yourself a, a 20 sack and go to work. Oh, Actually, my place was called La Bamba. Burritos as big as your head. That was the place that we went. <laughs> and it was, a, it was a cart, but now it's like a, a spot on campus. They, they got a, you know, a guy moved from a food cart to a, you know, to a full-grown full restaurant now. So that um, was my spot. Back at the university? Yeah. Well, what about when you were in San Diego? That's where I thought when you talked about a burrito, I was like, ah, that's when oh, you yeah, were in Roberto, San Diego. Yeah, Roberto's, Fish Tacos. Uh, there's this place called Boredom Brew, which is like a sandwich spot. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, but Roberto's, I lived right by Roberto's and, and Taco Shop. So, but they're all over now. That's, that's a big chain on, in the Southwest. They haven't made it to the Midwest, but maybe one day. No, I mean, but you you got a little food truck there. I mean, I see the bills, you know, for those who don't know. <laughs> 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 oh, dude, I love food trucks. No doubt about that. Uh, there you. There's no you. doubt. Uh, John from Ride and Shine, I know, uh, you know, he sent me after last week, you know, the heat talk uh, sent me a, a text the next day. And it was like, yeah, it's hot. 
John, it's that way too, man. We're 98 with like 65, 70% humidity here. But I'm telling you, man, I love it. Right now, it feels like 106 here. But I'm telling you, man, I, this is my favorite time. John, what about you, man? Are you, uh, you have a go-to munchie? Maybe not. I see John. Uh, mine, 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 mine was a cafe, just a, a greasy, you've been drinking uh, cafe that just had the best food, no matter how it was mixed. It just, the perfect grease, it was just awesome after you've been drinking. Cooking with Nick made uh, made patty melts the other day, and that's what I think of when I think of like one of those greasy spots. Is man, a really good patty melt. Uh, I'd, I'd take those sometimes over a burger at those places because you just know they're going to be even greasier with some onion rings. Oh, yeah, you're right. All right, let's do a quick uh, little discussion on some detailing process. This will be fun. Let's do this in a quick little thing because. I'm sure there's not a whole lot of varieties to this, but I'd really be interested to know what your guys' process is because you know how, especially on a wide vehicle, you go around, you've washed it, you've cleaned it. Then you look at that emblem, or maybe it's a Silverado, and you see all that gringiness inside of there. You know, do you hit it? Do you not hit it? Should you have done it before? You're like, oh, yeah, you know. What is it that you guys go after in these emblems? For me, I've always loved acid i'm gonna take acid i'm gonna hit those emblems with it and usually a lot of times i didn't even come back now you got these little brushes which are cool we didn't have those so we didn't really ever use them many times you'd see a little bit of that lamb's wool stuck in them because the last time you did it you went and washed it and we all had those big lamb's wool cloths and you'd see a little bit of that stuck in that emblem dustin what about you man what what is it that you use what's your process real quick on uh, on cleaning up emblems uh, man, I'm usually grabbing that little handle brush and just going in between it real quick. And typically that gets it straightened out. If it doesn't, I'll fire up the steamer and just kind of blow it out with that. Uh, and that does the trick for me. All right. Who else does something different? Uh, Derek, what's your process? Um, I usually will try to get them with the, um, during the wash process. I'll try to use little brushes and stuff. Like I got like the, uh, either the super fine, like super soft mitts, and I'll kind of like brushes and go in and just get in between. But uh, if I'm honest, sometimes I don't hit them all the time, but it really depends. But I try to get them real nice. But it's only if they're real bad. Most of the time I'm like, eh, they look, they look okay, but most of my cars are not too bad. Yeah, I mean, if you're cleaning them every week, every other week, I mean, yeah, they're usually not bad. You're right. Like I said, usually for me, it's only on the white ones that I, you know, that's when somebody comes in with a white vehicle or a light one, you know, you never, especially if you're seeing our maintenance customers, we never have that problem. Uh, yeah. All right, Kevin, what about you, man? What's, what's your, what's your process? How do you dial in an emblem? Uh, pretty much the same as DJ was saying, uh, might go at it with a little bit of TRX, brush it in, um, White vehicle, say an Audi, you're going to see the little contaminant specks. Might hit it with some fuego and some brush. Um, and it, it, again, if it's that gunky, you're talking about acid removal. Steam would be my go-to with one of those products, basically. Yeah, you know? that makes sense. Steam's a massive part for this. It's either brush or steam. Joe, do you do anything other than brush or steam? I am the classic acid man. 
Okay. I will, put, I will put acid in there, hit it with the pressure washer, and sometimes with the wash mitt. And like you say, get stuck in the in the emblems, the the pieces of it. But you know, I pluck them out by finger at the end. Um, <laughs> last night, I had a a Tesla. This was 12 a.m. this morning, and I had to code it because I think this car had to go by today at noon, and it didn't. But I found myself did not detail the dual motor on the Tesla. That was the only piece that I missed and it was caked up and I was doing a panel wipe on it at 12 a.m. this morning. So I took I took my um, alcohol and I took a microfiber towel trying to go around it, scratched it all up and had to polish that area all again because Ooh. why I missed it with the wash. But that's what happened when you're tired. So, but yeah, mm. I got it done. I polished back over again. And when I use compound on it, it actually loosened it up to where now I can just use a little brush and I went around it dry too, but it worked. Yeah. So, but acid is where I go. Cool. John or Nick, anything different? Same old, same old. Yeah. Ice so spray acid and then throw some soap on it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty common thing. Didn't know if we, anybody had anything different. So, you know, this, <laughs> This has been funny because over the past years, uh, especially as, as ceramic coatings boom, there was this theory that came out. I'm sure we've all heard of it. We used to joke about it, and it was funny. It was called Wax is Dead, right? I am really am curious from you guys. We're 2022. It's July. Is wax dead? What's your thoughts on waxing? Do you, you know, I, most everybody seems to have always talked about coating, you know, but we got waxes, we got sealants. There's still plenty of other protection on the market. What, what's your guys' thoughts? Is, is it done? Over no. my, 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 my opinion is it's up there with cancer, HIV, and everything. When COVID came out, it killed everything for me. So I'm only coating everything. Woo. There's oh no more waxes. Goodness. You, you just said that waxes and dry up there with right. cancer. Cancer and HIV. Oh my God. Like, like what? People are really dying from COVID now. So there's no such thing as AIDS, cancer. You don't even get a common cold no more. So that's where my wax is. Yo, <laughs> ma maybe less acid, brother. Maybe less acid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. No, man. Wax has its place. Uh, I still use wax on a regular basis. Uh, a lot of marine stuff, uh, these boats and whatnot. It, you know, I've got a couple of customers that have the hot rods and stuff like that, uh, where a coating isn't exactly necessary. Might not be a good fit. Um, and then the marine stuff, what a lot of people around here that have nice boats, um, they don't want to pay me that big money to put a coating on their giant cabin cruiser they just want it washed and waxed and i'll go over there with a with a dual action and call night 845 and blow right through that in two hours all right okay derek wax dead uh for my business yeah i have not used like physically like paste wax in i want to say five or six years i just don't i just I was doing it for a while, but I just figured like most of the spray products now are so good. And depending on when you're doing your cars, you're, um, you know, you're washing the car every like a month or so. So if it lasts three months, that's, you're going to come back and wash again and just reapply by spraying. And, and 
I do have one product that has a little bit of wax in it. It's mostly a ceramic product, which you spray it on, and then the shine does have a little bit of carnauba in it still. But um, for me, most of my stuff is spray on. All right. Yeah. Are you choppy or is that me? I feel like you're choppy going in and out. Might be me. Xfinity is outside doing something. So. No, there we go. <laughs> yeah, now I hear you. Yeah, you're good. Hey, so how's the store? What do you think? Is it dead inside the store? Do you guys carry a wax or people kind of punted wax? What is it? We sell one wax that costs $180. And it's one of those hand waxes from, uh, I don't know, from Kosh Kemi. Um, we never sell it. But uh, most people, it's uh, they'll come in and they go, I'm going to wax my car. And I'm, I'm pointing them towards like a spray product because it's just as easy to apply. And uh, first question I ask them, well, how often do you wash your truck? Or, well, oh, about once a month. I'm like, okay, well, this lasts about a month or a couple of months. Just reapply it when you're done washing, and they're usually okay. All right. Bill Clean? Yeah, wax is dead. I'm I'm with Slick now, and then I have an OP product um, that I use, which is just a drying age, which is a ceramic spray. Um, I will use turtle uh, wax, quote-unquote, ceramic spray before I sit there and paste anything on a car let it dry and haze, and then come back and buff it off. That is so time-consuming for me now that I would rather just spray something on there and keep it moving, you know, as I dry. Okay. Cool. Same Thanks, man. Here, Kevin? Uh, yeah, I mean, in, in, in my repertoire, uh, paste is dead. You know, I started out with, like, turtle wax, hard shell. Oh, boy, my shoulders still hurt from that. Oh, um, so again, slick is just to go to. I have like a uh, like a spot wrench kind of spray thing that I use in the sun that works really well. Uh, but that's about it. You know, there's no reason to have anything else at this point. You know. Okay, cool, man. Yeah, we just we'd love to hear everybody's different thoughts. Uh, Nick, cooking with Nick. I don't think wax is dead. Honestly, I bought a can of Colonite 915 last week. Um, I've seen several videos in the past couple months of, of people really liking the way that that specific product looks. And I'd like to explore that. And so I got the can and I'd like to compare, you know, what it looks like versus some coatings. Some coatings will offer, you know, a deep, warm glow like colonite supposed to do so i want to see firsthand what that looks like and, and play around a little bit but there are some people who are very dead set in their ways that they don't want anything but a wax on their paint maybe classic guys or some people that you know have only used a certain product for a while that just want a wax so if i have somebody like that come my way i want to be able to offer something pretty good so i got the can of colonite okay all right john for mine shine Only when they furnish it. Otherwise, uh, I don't carry it in my arsenal. Um, made the mistake. It's too damn hot out here to carry it with me on a regular basis. So if they want it, Ooh. they furnish it, I'll put it on for them. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I get it. All right. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm looking at a picture I took of a guy that was coming out of Kansas that came by the store, Bought some stuff, and he was on a motorcycle. He was coming down to drink some beer and stopped through the shop and grabbed a couple things. And I'm thinking it looks pretty similar to this guy that just hopped into the, the community pub, man. Uh, is it is that the same face I'm seeing? <laughs> oh, you got to unmute. 
Yeah, you got it on mute there. There we go. There you go. Can you hear me now? Yeah, man. Yep. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it's me. I was on the bike there. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Actually, I put, put the Uno on this bike, the one that I rode up there on. Oh, man. Yeah. How was the oh, install? Wow. It was pretty simple. I actually worked pretty good. I did buff out some scratches I had on there. You know, the boy gets his feet up on the saddle megalator there. <laughs> so that actually came, got a lot of that out of there. I don't do yeah. much justice with the camera. Yeah, that's awesome, man. How you, you go and have some beers and have a safe trip, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Awesome, man. And I appreciate you hopping today, on. Just today, I went in and plotted on this other bike. Yeah, so you, you talked about you're going to well. get into some bike detailing now, huh? Yeah, that's what I'm wanting to do, trying to figure out how to do the marketing part or actually get the clientele. We've got a few buddies, and then man, there's a big group I could probably advertise around and get something going. Just got awesome, to figure man. out some of that. I do. I was going to ask you again on what was that you were telling me while I was at the store? Some kind of BLC or something to see at the bank I'd have to get? Oh, There's yeah, yeah. We were just talking about you. You know, you probably business. start. This is a very basic question of, you know, um, you know, what are you, what's one of the first things do you, you know, you, you probably should do a DBA type of bank account so that, you know, you can just run it through your own name for a DBA. while until you grow up and then you can, you know, set it over into an LLC and do it that way. But just starting out, it's okay to do a DBA. Uh, just go to your bank and tell them you want to, you know, go to the state of Kansas website, secretary of state, you'll need to fill out the paperwork. And that's probably the easiest way of doing it, man. Okay. Yeah. But you can always, man, just message us in and we can walk you through that too. So no problem at all. Oh, um, but, you know, we, we love that you hopped in, man. Thanks for coming down, grabbing some uh, coatings and grabbing some products. And thanks for hopping into the pub, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I finally went and put a coating on the whole car here. My wife's Jeep Renegade there. <laughs> that one. And you're amazing. getting tons of uses out of Uno, huh? Tons of uses. <laughs> That's awesome. Love to see that, man. Love to see that. Yeah, just my car. <laughs> oh, cool, man. All right, getting, Nick. Uh, what about Nick? What about you? Uh, is wax dead up in Vegas, or what's your thoughts? Uh, what do you think about waxing? Uh, well, there, there's certain car collections. When you get into valuable cars, you, you can't risk ceramic coating them in my opinion so and a lot of collectors won't let you so wax has never been dead for me because we deal with collections that they're just not going to allow anything on the paint you know original paint other than something like a basic carnauba wax but i think we're kind of having a little bit of a hypothetical you know conversation here very big difference between the old school 30-day waxes and newer technology that you regularly see you know, six, nine, you know, plus months worth of, of sealant or wax, you know, protection. So I think that the, the, the interesting thing to me to kind of think about is, have we sort of gone so hard after ceramic coatings? And look, we're, we're a company that, that sells a product like Uno, right? But as a recession hits, as, as things start to slow down, as things start to change, are we going to see a lot more people calling Dustin Stanley, for example, and saying, hey, man, I want to wash and wax, you know? I mean, at some point, do you just want to say, yeah, man, we got you. 
come on down. Uh, or yeah, man, I can come out to your house. We can get that done right now. Or do you want to keep doing the argument thing that so many of us have had to do over the last few years of, hey, let me explain to you what a ceramic coating is. It's actually better than a wax. It's actually better than this. So I think the thing that we're exploring in this space is, I think there's room for all of it. I really do. I think there's a lot of room for all of it. The question is, have we alienated a big group of people? Because when they blow up our phone and say, hey, I want my car waxed, we sit there and preach at them about how wax is dead and you should really try this other product. I think that's the interesting part of the conversation for me personally, because I think we can infuse waxes with coating like properties now. And all of a sudden you have something that kind of fits that person that doesn't want to jump into a coating. I think that's going to be the interesting thing to kind of explore here. Um, but just thinking of old traditional waxes, man, there, there's, there's not a bunch of uses for stuff that only lasts 30 days, you know, 15 days, stuff like that. Spray waxes that don't last that long, right? Like, so it is, it is interesting where, where it goes, right? Let's throw that around the room then guys. Do you all get phone calls asking for people to get washing waxes? Is that a thing? Derek? Um, not, not necessarily like washing wax, but kind of like what Nick was saying, where um, I had a guy call me and uh, he had two brand new vehicles and he, he was, he just believed that, that they were brand new. They didn't need full ceramics. And he was, he was almost trying to like get me to, to talk him into a, a buying a coating and talking him to uh, selling him the benefits of the coating. And halfway through the conversation, I was like, listen, like I do offer a one year coating. And the price was, the entry level was much lower. And he was like, oh, sign me up. And I did both of his vehicles, you know. And the guy, like, he just didn't know. He thought he was, he was going to have to spend $1,700, $2,000 on these. And they're, like I said, they were brand new. It was a brand new Explorer and a brand new Jeep. And I was just like, damn, man, like nobody told you. The guy's like, no. So it's almost like, like I was even talking to a customer today. It's like, it's almost like the, the wax jobs or the sealless jobs with some of the technology now. It's, you, you can literally apply a coating. And it's, in my opinion, going to last a year or longer, and it's pretty easy to apply. So it's like almost like they're kind of taking over as far as how the seals were. But um, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. I was just talking about this earlier. So you think, Derek, do you think that it's not you're getting you can get people to move over to a coating, even though you get people that maybe call and say, hey, you know, I need a washing wax. But if your price point for your install of Uno is at a great value, then they would still take it over a, a wax. Is that what you just said? That, that's what I I, I think because I've so I think I, I have a package that I just call it my gloss gloss package, and we literally just wash, we clay the vehicle. Um, I go over it with a primer polish, and then I just coat it. Like I do Uno real quick on the vehicle. With Uno, you can do a pretty big panel, and you know, especially if you got a brother can look me over myself, I can do them pretty quickly. And, you know, you make your two, three dollars depending on how big your vehicle is and I'm out of there in a couple hours and I'm just like, oh, it's almost like what I used to do. Because even like almost six or seven years ago, I would do, I'd wash them and clay them and then put a sealant on. And then, you know, it may take longer because you got to put it on, let it haze and go around, you know, it's like versus I could do, you know, wash it, clay it. And you don't necessarily have to do a primer polish depending on the car. You can wash it, clay it, prep it. And then put Uno on and, you know, the customer's happy. 
Uh, Dustin, what about you, man? You get phone calls? Are you, you is that a thing for you? Do you, do you or do you oh, think yeah. we've alienated everybody? What, what's your thoughts? No, no, we still, you know, we got a lot of older people around here. Um, they, you know, they want the old wash and wax. I had a lady, she was a referral, sweet as can be, shows up. She's like, well, what kind of glaze do you use? And I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go. <laughs> That's pretty impressive, though, that she knew this little old lady knew the word glaze. That's yes, really so. impressive. Yeah, and I mean, last year I showed up and uh, we were still doing some mobile work and a guy's like, hey, man, I got this bottle of, like, Simonize. We got it. We just moved back from California. This is the best stuff there is. And I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. So, you know, like Nick said, I, I'm personally tired of having, having that conversation of, hey, there's something better available. Um, you know, and, and then I'm spending – 15 30 minutes of my time which is costing me money talking to the customer when i could just if i just have an option yeah man uh we can wash and wax your car it's going to be 129 bucks great customer's happy i'm happy we get the job uh all that and then especially the marine stuff because we do a lot of boats um you know customers hey want my boat waxed great let's make it happen because uh, they don't want to pay thousands of dollars for ceramic coating on those. So wax yep. has its place. I don't use it very often. Every vehicle that comes into my shop, 99% of the time is just getting slick. Um, if it's a standard detail, you know, of course, we do a bunch of coatings too, but wax 100% has its place and we get them phone calls weekly. Yeah, I, I think I think the interesting you know thing with all of this that, that people – you know, got to remember is your product cost comes way down. You know, the other thing is we've been preached at in this industry and it's interesting because we've got a good group here. Why well, don't code anything that hasn't been corrected? Then those people should be really into waxes and sealants because that's a protection that somebody can buy that you don't have to quote unquote provide in their words and in the industry's words uh, a correction before. So I think that's the interesting part of this is, is that, you know, when we jump to coding, so many people, and I know it's not everybody on here, talk about correcting paint. Well, if you don't have another service where you can't, you don't offer paint correction and you can save somebody some money, get some protection laid down, still make your, 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 your lack of money. I think to me, that's the interesting part of this is, is that we're not really having that discussion of that's where it would fit. And again, we're not, Everybody hears the word wax and they assume we're talking about the old Carnuba wax. Yeah. There's so many variants now that are six plus months, incredible protection. Then when you care for the car and you top it with something like slick, now you're talking about a real fortified protection. It's, it's not as old school. It's, it's not as an old school technology as everybody makes it out in their head, I think, would be my take. Hmm. Joe Clean, I know you're a massive guy that does massive, intense paint corrections all day, every day. You love paint correction. You can't get the polisher out of your hand. <laughs> Don't lie on me. If I can leave this earth, okay, without polishing a day again in my life, I'll be happy. Okay. okay. I do not so, like so will you 
are you still using a wax? And if not, will you ever return to using a wax? Okay. So this is what I tell my customers and wax is dead in my head. If I were to take, well, the basis of Canuba wax, which is one of the best waxes, I'm not talking about Nick, Nick, you got classic cars. So that's what the customer wants. But uh, Canuba is out of a Brazilian plant. When the plant gets hot, it sweats out of its pores, Canuba wax to cover its actual leaves, the palms of the leaf. That means if it gets too hot, just like a regular candle, wax tends to separate and move. So in Florida, it's hotter than it was when that technology was actually made. We have better technology, which is silica dioxide, which is it hardens. There's no, there's no, if it gets too hot, it starts leaving its, its, its surface. So I let a customer know, I can wax your car. I can, but I can tell you that if it gets up to 90 something degrees, which it was 90 something today, I can't guarantee you that you'll have wax on your car the next day because it's yeah, getting so hot. I think that's what Nick was talking about. Sort of that old school style of wax, right? Completely understand. That's why we would actually, we use that same analogy to help upsell to a sealant. So it yeah. is a good, it is a good thing that you could use in, in upselling. Absolutely true. But do you get people that call you or do you ever get tired yeah. of going? Yeah. And I have to go through all this long process of educating them on the difference between waxes and sealants and coatings. Do you ever wish that you could, because I know you mentioned it the last week or the week before those hands are precious, right? Like super mm -hmm. precious, but you could actually train somebody to apply a wax and take care of all these customers that are calling you so that you're not having to do it. Is that something that you think would be valuable from the amount of people that are calling asking for a wash and wax? Okay. The, what my assumption is anybody that calls me, they're calling me for expertise. So therefore my licenses and training today is on today's technology. So if you call me, I can only give you what I do. That's like me running to McDonald's and talking to them all day about a Cuban sandwich. If they don't sell it, they can just say we don't sell Cuban sandwiches. So if they're looking for wax, find that guy that does wax. I offer ceramic coating, but I do say it in a way where they like, they would feel very stupid going down the line looking for wax when I educated them as best I know how, because my job is to cl close all deals that come to my phone. That's what keeps okay. me busy. But you do turn people away for washing waxes. I turn people away that is hell bent on a wax. Now, if they're paying enough money, because remember, everything is about time. Everything is about what my shop hourly rate is. Okay, if somebody like with Nick's customer, they have a, a Ferrari, we will talk numbers to where I will go. I will go buy. There's this wax that look like it's a dude. This wax looks nice in the bottle. I'll go spend the $1,500 on this wax if the customer is willing to pay for that particular wax. It's in my budget to wax your car. I just don't see myself waxing on something, letting it haze over and then going again. My margins are not that high. 160 a card, I can't do that. That's time consuming. I can do me five to 10 cars in a day at 160, then to wax somebody's car and only get eight. Okay, thanks man, appreciate yeah. it. Brandon from Tim's, what about South Carolina? What's it like over there? You got people, uh, got people that call you and ask for a wash and wax? 
that's all we get most of the time. <laughs> <If they're not laughs> here, just, oh, man, I just need to just need a good coat of wax. <laughs> oh, oh. So I mean, if they want wax, I try to talk them into ceramic. But if they want wax, you know, I'll, I'll throw wax on it. Okay. You know, I'm getting yeah, paid. Everybody runs no their what. business, the, yeah, the way they want to. This is what makes community pub interesting. Everybody gets to dive in with their thoughts. Do you think that? Not having a wax alienates people. Is that why you you wanted them in? I mean, no. If you don't want to do a wax, but I mean, if that's what the customer wants to pay for, then give them what they want. I mean, as long as I'm making my hourly rate, I don't. I mean, I'll do whatever. Yeah, you know, whatever you want. I'm getting paid either <laughs> way. Okay. Yeah. Whatever you want, right? Okay. Yeah. Hey, if Look, you're paying uh, the bills, then whatever. Remember, Everybody talk uses the word scalability. I can tell people some horror stories about when I was trying to scale with five-year coatings that you had to chisel off. Wasn't real fun. I mean, I was sanding a lot of doors, a lot of trunks, a lot of everything. You know, when you talk about scalability, easier products, that's why so many people love Uno, right? I mean, everybody on here puts on Uno and you're like, man, this is so easy and, and whatever. I just think it's an interesting conversation. Number one, we, we've, we've let it use the term wax. I think we're beyond that. There's a way to put new properties into these products, into these, you know, sealants. I don't know if anybody ever used the old Fuso coat. That was around for like 25 years in Asia. And that regularly lasted a year, regularly, like, constantly lasted a year it came in a, in a silver canister and it was a paste it was a paste sealant so i think that's the interesting part of this is is again we're, we're sort of in an economic time here where it's really easy to say a lot of things and we've all experienced the last five to seven years a certain way as as people start to have the phone not ring as much and coatings take a little bit of a hit the interesting part of all this is, is what do we see next I think we're going to see a regression back to simplicity. Coatings will always be there. PPF is always there. But there's going to be some guys that go back into that sealant world for sure. Brandon from Tim's. I was just sitting here thinking, I've done it before, actually. Would it be more beneficial for us as detailers to use something like Uno and just call it a wax? it's the most easy it's so much easier than putting on a wax I'm, and the, I, their c customers getting a good product yeah i stopped I mean, fighting it like like brandon's saying i just stopped when people stop getting nice wax and wax i go okay well as long as they're the price is right as long as they're happy at the end of the day the customer's like my car's beating up so great that wax is great and i go yep like <laughs> now did the one thing that is interesting that people say but is it true what do you guys think i mean everybody says that there's this warm glow right like oh. that wax is just different that your car looks different uh come on talk to me i mean dustin yeah. do, you, do you see it a does. difference in a wax oh, absolutely man like that, that 57 that i had in the shop when i coated that thing up with nice thick coat of colonite 845 i mean my shop smelled great that car looked great uh, i mean even though my truck is coated i still get the urge to go out there with some colonite man and just lay it on that maybe it's the smell maybe it's just that warm feeling of that wax but 
it does put off an incredible glow. I mean, it, it's got a different shine to it than what a coating produces. Um, that's all. That's about all I can say. I mean, as a detailer, I, I love putting on some wax occasionally. I don't want to do it, you know, five, eight times a day, but uh, daggone, it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable, huh? Yeah. But what about what about it, man? Are you because are you going to Mr. Miyagi that? Because, fuck, if you do Mr. Miyagi, man, you're, you're going to get hit hard if you put that out on social. No Mr. Miyagi now. Uh, dude, half these guys are a bunch of freaking idiots on social media anyways. <laughs> uh, I mean, dude, I did this giant cabin cruiser the other day. I showed up with a bottle, bottle of 845, a black pad on my Max Shine polisher. I waxed yeah. this whole thing in under an hour. Under an hour, dude. Blew through one side, wiped off the one side, went to the other. Super easy. Super easy. So I, maybe I'll do maybe I'll start doing cars that way. I just throw it on the old wax pad and go around the sucker in fifteen minutes. Dude, I'm telling you what the magic we used to work with a porter cable. Man, I'm telling you. Like <laughs> butter. Like butter. <laughs> I, I enjoy that you can just put it on the whole car and just let it haze up nicely. And, you know, if you're inside, come back to it in about 20 minutes and start taking it off. There's no rush to it. It's so stress-free, man. Um, but if we want to talk about throwing towels, I used to throw probably more towels out with wax than I do with, with our ceramic coating. Like, <laughs> sometimes you get, I mean, the old school waxes, you know, we're talking yeah. new school, but those old school waxes, man, Sometimes they were, uh, I love the technology that is changing and what everything that's, it's rolling and how waxes have changed, but boy, that old school, man, it was interesting sometimes to go take off. Did anybody ever put on another pad and go to remove wax with a different pad and still using the porter cable? Did anybody ever used to do that? Nick? Yeah. Hey, do, you, do you remember those bonnets? Do you remember oh, those? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. The big, the big white on? bonnets. Oh my god. I still have one of those. I still have one of those. My dad's got one of those. That's uh that's a while ago, my friend. That's 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 definitely a while ago. I mean the double handed the the glow's different, man. Oh the glow the glow's the glow is different, Marty. I mean, I don't know if anybody really remembers, but in 10, 11, 12, it was so artificial how coatings looked. It was like off putting. You're like Damn, why does this car look so like electric? You know, it was cool because it was new. But now you can get some more. I, I would say with our Uno, Dose, and Trey, you do get more of a warm glow than what you used to with coatings. But early coatings, there was a distinct difference. You'd be like, damn, this thing's like electrified. Um, and it just didn't look as natural and, and as, you know, you did all this correction work and all of a sudden you're like, man, why does this thing look artificial? Um, so I do think there's a little bit of a wax glow. Like I told you, uh, you know, we're, we're doing some stuff uh, in the shop and, and we stuck some, some new age stuff on my, my black BMW. And I got to tell you, I mean, I, I said it to you, Marty, I was like, Jesus, this looks incredible. Um, and it wasn't a coating, you know, cause I'm not ready. I don't know what I'm going to do with that car yet. So I think there's always a place for this stuff. And that's the other part of it. You know, if you're only going to keep a car for another six, eight months or whatever, you don't want to pay for a coating. I mean, there's so many different avenues that we kind of cut everybody off with. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, 
I, I think maybe sometimes we're just a little bit too harsh with customers. And like Dustin said, I'm sort of, I'm sort of tired of, of the 30 minute conversations trying to explain everything that if somebody just wants a simple wash and wax, I, I think I, I'm going to take a new, new leaf on that and, and try to find something kind of new age that I can put them in. So Nick, I'm going to vote that the Beamer is a lot like the Jeep. And whenever, whenever we finish dialing something in out of the Tulsa spot and we send it to you, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, vote no, that. I'm gonna vote that the know. Beamer. That's what it's already been doing. Yeah, Look. the Beamer's got a mishmash of all kinds of random <laughs> shit on it. That's what I'm gonna vote for. Uh, so here's the crazy thing. You know, I think we can kind of. I mean, we really worked hard on some compounds and polishes. I don't know how much more that hood can take. Uh, <laughs> you know, so I need to keep that original. I'm gonna have to find a donor vehicle for compound polish testing, but. Uh, no, that, 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 that Beamer's got a lot of product on it, like your Jeep. So, you know, for anybody that wonders where some of these harebrained ideas start, it starts on our vehicle, and it's not always the best. <laughs> nice. If it makes it past ours, it goes into your fleet of, of the amount of cars you all take care of. That's the next step. Joe Clean, you had your hand up. Yeah, so my question is, anybody ever seen the Mazdas that has that cherry red and they have the cobalt blue. You know those pretty, pretty colors on those cars? Oh, like soul blue. Soul blue, yeah. Oh, soul yeah. red, sorry. And the cherry red. If I were to coat one of them and just detail the other one and wiped it down with a microfiber, put them both in the parking lot next to each other, can anybody tell me which one is coated by the naked eye? Mm. No. No. Because yep. it's... It's all depend on the paint. The only time we can tell if something is ceramic coating is, yeah, it has that glow when the car be dull and all that other stuff. But if it's two perfectly painted 2022 Mazdas that's cherry red, we couldn't tell unless it's hydrophobic after we wash it and we wash the water beat up on it. But so, Joe, I can smell it. No. Oh, you I can, can smell it. Yes. Yeah, those so, boxes, they got the stinks. The stinks smells. If I drove from here in Florida, two cars from Florida, detail both of them in your shop. They both, one of them already been coated and the other one didn't, haven't been coated, but I washed both of them when I got to your doorstep. You can smell the coating? Uh, maybe not after you washed it, but by <laughs> golly, you can, you can tell the difference. You can tell the difference. The reason why I said that is because when you waxed your car, what it was, was you know the before and after. You had the passion behind it, and you can smell the room. So it gave it some type of glow from your hard work. But if you waxed that car, and I coated a car, and we took it to a customer across town, they couldn't tell you the difference. Oh, they don't have the eye, man. I just, I just sell them on longevity. So when I give them a price point, yeah, I can wax it, which is traditional, and you're only going with wax because I, someone has to educate you in new technology. Here's something more durable versus coming back to me for 160 every three months for me to wax your car. How about you just pay me 380? I won't paint correct it, but I'll put on a one year coating. I'll decon it, clay it, whatever the case may be. And you don't have to see me for the next year to do a maintenance wash, but you at least get you a year out of it. That's my selling point. And I get the 380 right up front. Convenience. You don't have to see me anymore. So at the end of the day, for me, wax is dead because the person will kind of understand and I feel them out. But wax to me is, Marty, what is the name of your wax you sell? 
Slick. That's been on my mind. What's the name of your wax? Just because because we're talking about it doesn't mean we have it. We just like to talk about the products. You know, we have great discussions. Yeah. I felt that that's where you're headed because you're. Oh, no, we don't. Yeah, we don't have it. You could go to the website, hypercleanstore.com. We don't have a wax. You know, is it, you know, is it something that we've been really wondering? Because we hear, Joe, we hear on a regular basis that there's plenty of customers that are calling and asking for waxes. So it is curious to wonder, have we alienated people in professional quote unquote pro detailing? Did we alienate a whole segment of the industry and it niched us so heavy into just doing a certain thing because Joe, you've mentioned we can get this money. Right. We can make that paper. We can get 380. So did we alienate a massive part of the industry, which when you alienate that allows somebody else to take over? So so. we've got to understand, too, as an industry that we're always in competition with other parts of the industry. And so if you begin to constantly tell people, no, 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 no. Well, they're going to go find somebody that'll tell them yes, right? Yeah. The best business is the business that meets their customers' needs. So, I don't think that, that, the, the, I, do you got to ask then the question is, did we alienate people or should we have always been offering a wax? I don't know. It, it's it really is a great discussion. Well, let me let me let me add this. Turtle wax is called still called turtle wax, but if you understand all of their soaps. All of their new technology is SIO2 on 90% of their bottles now this day. The people who are creating wax are now are not going to have the budget to go over into the next season of protection because everybody has the hype word of silica dioxide, ceramic coating. Now they're trying to do graphene the same way. Wax is like the flip phone. Somebody wants the flip phone, but if they don't provide it, who they're not even going to make the, the the internet worthy of the flip phone. I don't believe in my heart, and I'm not into the chemical part of it. I don't believe wax can hang on for the next three to four years. I don't believe that. Oh, see, I really would push back and say, I wonder if those big multi-level coatings and the seven, eight, nine, ten years, if they don't hold on, and no, maybe one. we see a reemergence of waxing. That is really yeah. one thing that you got to think about because especially Joe, you're about to get out of the detailing business. You're about to go into car washing. I'm still car in the washing de- is 100% waxes, yeah. right? Now no. there's some stuff that you can put out as foam. That's quote unquote, <laughs> right? Quote unquote ceramics, whatever, Ceramic, but yeah. the majority yeah, we, of car washing uh, is waxing. So have detailers lost wax wrong. We're, we're using this is where his conversations off the rails. Yes. Yeah. Carnuba wax from the old school is not wax for today. Okay. Sealants surpass wax. Sealants were getting six plus months of protection 10 years ago. Yeah. Okay. So the conversation needs to be had is can we develop a new style of sealant slash wax 
that has modern technology in it that becomes viable? The answer is, as it always is, yes. It's already there. The technology is going to get better. What everybody misses about the coding world, and this is where Marty was so right about it, the five to seven to lifetime coding, that's going away more than wax is going away because there's just not going to be any money for it. It was, it was always a, the, the seven and 10 and lifetime coatings were BS anyway. Okay. Anybody that, that sold them, I'm sorry, you have to hear this. You know, that was so ridiculous. You were doing that. It's no big deal. You made a mistake. That part of the industry has already been damaged and we're not five minutes into a tough economic time. Wax is always going to be valid. Sealants are always going to be valid and ceramic coating is always going to be valid. It's just a matter of who it fits, when it fits and why it fits. One of the things we, we, we've lost in this conversation, I think it's important to have and Dustin touched on, everybody's touching on it a little bit is about the customer that when you pick up the phone and they hang up and they didn't buy from you and the detailer goes, well, that guy just didn't want to pay my rates. Well, a lot of times that guy asked you for something that you couldn't provide and he didn't want to be argued with and he was tired of listening to your story because you know what, man, it's my car. I would just like to provide you to provide this service. And again, you have a right to turn away business. I'm not saying you shouldn't or should. But the reality is we've turned off a group of people from detailing that were getting their cars detailed a certain way because we spent all this time telling them, hey, you called me for a wash and wax and wax is dead and you're an idiot. And guess what? You should get this ceramic coating. Let's not all act like that wasn't going on in this industry all over the place. And so when you get called an idiot on the phone, like so many men and women have been called in a professional or non-professional way, doesn't matter. You've turned them off. And then they just go down the street to a car wash or whatever. So again, it's not about right and wrong. And we get into this, you know, right and wrong part. All this stuff is going to have a place, but the 10 year and lifetime coding is going to die long before Carnuba Wax dies and is already dead, matter of fact. I mean, if you knew the sales number around some of these massive coding companies, it'd make your head spin about how hard they've been hit. And we're five minutes in because it just wasn't viable putting nine layers of coating on your car wasn't viable unless the federal reserve was pumping money into the economy. But we were using the word wax improperly. Old wax of 30 days. That's not necessarily the wax of today. What are they putting in the wax of today? Yeah, they're putting in heavy polymers. They're putting in different types of silica, different types of SiO2. There's no doubt about it but they're not going to put in the concentration to make it a coating or the dangers of putting a coating in for a high spot. Again, dude, I got a bunch of team members. So I can tell you everybody that waxes poetically about coating, they don't have 50 team members. They don't have 10 team members. It's great to put on a coating myself. I can put a hundred coatings on, never leave a high spot. Go put some team members on a car and tell me how much you love coating after that. I mean, it, it just ain't that easy, man. It's, it's not just this blanket statement of this is easy. Uh, you know, this is what you got to do. I pick up the phone and they come and I knock out a car. Yeah. Knock out dude. 126 cars like we did today. Let me tell you something, man. You're going to get a real view of what's going on. Okay. That's, well, that's, that's what we got to understand. You, you, and, you and Marty have cornered a market right now with the soap having hydrophobic properties that's not leaving high spots 
right now being that the problem is ceramic coating is leaving a high spot for those who are not the boss of the company, people who takes it serious. It's our employees who do that, all right, leave high spots. But now that becomes the let's find a solution to that, right? But while we're finding a solution to that, the reason why we're looking for solution, because that's a better problem to have, because once we dial that in, ceramic coating will be the easiest things with the most durable protection. Where does that leave wax? You'll see it infused with those types of technologies. And what will happen is you'll have this protection that lasts six, eight months, and then you'll have this ceramic coating. Like if you look at our ceramic soap, Okay, if you look at sprays like Slick or other sprays, they have a limit to them, right? They have a big limit to them because they're water delivered. When you're water delivered, you have a limitation. The danger of a ceramic coating is the fact that it's solvent and resin delivered. That's what causes it to high spot. So if we can take those heavy solvents and those heavy resins out of, you know, let's let's use somebody like... Uh, one of Meguiar's best products, not to pump somebody up, is their ceramic wax. It's one of their best performing products. And it's a wax, you squeeze it out of a bottle and you wipe it on the car. And it's got great protection and it's very viable. And it's just going to use the newer technology and they're going to infuse it without all the dangers of a coating. Again, I'm going to pick a coating on my car 100 out of 100 times, as everybody else is on here. But we have a bunch of men and women that are very scared of coding because they watched a YouTube video or they went on Instagram and somebody told them a horror story. And so what Dustin was alluding to is kind of how I started to feel, which is like, I'm kind of done with the back and forth. You know, my phone rings 50 to 60 times a day with customer inquiries. I'm in a situation where I'm just tired of arguing with people and giving them what they want at a, a very fair price to my business is what I'm in business to do. I mean, we do a bunch of PPF. We do a bunch of windshield film. I do really difficult installations. There is a part of me that's like, hey, man, these express services are going to make a comeback. And I think that's what Marty was getting at. We just kept using the word wax as though we were talking about 50-year-old technology. There's a way to infuse things and make it more modern day. That's what we need to get across. And, and, and that's, I think, a viable conversation. And some people are never going to use it. That's fine, too. Like, I'm not saying everybody has to use it or not use it. I, I just think it's an interesting conversation how we've taken all these people that call for a simple wax and we basically either have to flip them or they leave the phone call feeling like this guy doesn't have anything to offer. And so that's kind of where I see the conversation on a personal scale. Derek? Um, I, I was going to say it's... Um kind of like what Nick was saying as far as like these more like express services. So I, I ended up finding, and this is at like the other detail shop that I used to go to. Um, it's a, according to the label, it's, it's the silica base spray, but it's applied wet. So you wash the vehicle, clay it, and then you spray it into a towel wet and you buff it on. And then the water causes it to seal to the actual surface. So I, I've done that in my real basic or like my second level package where I'm going to quote unquote like wax the vehicle and it takes me, I don't know, like 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes to go around the whole vehicle. And you're looking at like maybe five or six months of protection or longer, depending on their, so like to me, that's like waxing. And like Nick said, I don't argue with people where it's like, I'm gonna wax your vehicle. They think, and I tell them, I'm not pulling out the tin. This is newer technology. And they just go as long as it works and they're happy. 
Oh, all right. Good discussion, guys. I know uh, waxes versus coatings over the years has been a uh, hot button and uh, fun to dive into that thought hey, where we're at in July of 2022, what that's looking like. All right, Derek, let's go. Tab out question of the night. All righty, guys. So this one is pretty good. I think uh, we got some interesting answers out of this one. So your e-brake locks up. Where's the worst place that this could happen? Oh, all right. So parked. Your drive, wherever, any place that you could be, your e-brake locks up. Where's the worst place that it could happen? Mm, good question. Good question. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, at the that second window since we were talking drive-through and places you want to go grab some munchies. Imagine, right? Imagine you being at that second window. So people have already paid and it locks up right there. You, you can't move it. You, there's no, you can't get it over to the side. Everybody's stuck. The restaurant's pissed off. You got to wait for a tow truck. And then everybody behind you doesn't get their food unless the people inside go like Chick-fil-A and start delivering out, you know, bag by bag. I, that's where I'm going to go. Gosh, could you imagine right there? Ooh, there would be some angry people, man. Angry people. Could you imagine if you were at that second window of a Starbucks at like 730 in the morning? How mad would all those fuckers oh, be? Oh, they would be livid. And it's one lane, so you can't back, gap back out unless the other guy backs out. So now you're late for work no matter what. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to go around the room. Just so happens, Joe Clean, you're at my top left. So, worst place for you to have an e-brake lockup. Okay, this takes a little bit of um, – I got I to gotta tell you that it's not reality for me, but I always think worst-case scenario. You drop your girlfriend off at her husband's house and then you oh, e Oh, <laughs> In the front porch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you kind of went out for a little bit, but basically I think you said <laughs> drop your girlfriend off at her husband's house and you're in and the driveway. Eating, yeah, that, that would be up. brutal. And that would be Oh, the porch like oh. <laughs> wow. Mm, bad spot. Bad yeah. spot. <laughs> bad spot. You're right. I hope that wasn't out of a uh, you 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 nailed that one right off the top. I hope that wasn't out of uh, personal history. Next person, next person. <laughs> All right, Dustin, is the e brake going out when you're trying to to unload the boat? God, could you like? Oh, you're trying to unload the boat. Your wife doesn't want to drive anything. I don't know if you have to experience that. We're like you back down the boat, and then you gotta back the boat yeah. out and then you got to go yep. put the boat up at the the dock and then you've got to go pull the boat and the trailer out of the water like you're pulling that boat over to the, the the dock and then you see your your truck just going backwards could you imagine oh uh, man they got full coverage insurance on them let them both sink <laughs> call it a good day oh, uh, so you know for me up here in West Virginia, we got mountains and curves and shitty roads. So 
Uh, I'm thinking coming off the mountain, going around the turn, and that thing locks up for some freak reason, you know, whatever. Uh, I mean, it could be ugly, but the whole driver, the uh, oh shoot, the the drive-through window thing you just mentioned. My buddies and I were down in Louisiana last year for the hurricane. His truck broke down at the drive-through window. <laughs> no kidding broke down and the employee working the window had to come out and help him push this f350 out of the way oh, oh, oh no <laughs> could you imagine how embarrassing that would be <laughs> I mean, there's not i mean it's never right like Nick and I joke about this all the time. Like I I'm, I'm crossing my fingers on, I know that there's a period. Something's going to happen. I'm going to be somewhere. Right. Like, I feel like you asked this for a specific reason for those that don't know. Well, I was going to tell a story on a podcast on Friday. I had an, uh, uh, my hope, my computer of my vehicle go out and I was literally <laughs> stranded for two hours last week, right in the middle of like Tropicana by the strip. Oh, like, Dude, just, just, it was like 110 degrees. I'm just oh. in the middle of nowhere. Me, hey, I, I'll, I'll lead with the e-break that I think would be. We're talking about a night of drinking. You know, you've had a few too many. You've been going to the restroom quite a lot. you got a lot of beer flowing. You're about half a mile from your destination and your car locks up and it's a busy street. There's nowhere to use the restroom. Everybody knows that feeling. You're just trying to get as fast as you could home or fast as you could to your hotel. That would be awful, you know, after a night of drinking. So that, that'd be my e-break. But yeah, I'll, I'll share on Friday. I had the whole computer of my car get fried. That is true. There's nothing where, I mean, there really is nothing worse than needing to go to the bathroom and you can't go. Like it's horrible. I, I used to joke like in the truck, don't ever use that cup that's in the driver's door. Don't ever touch that. Never touch it. <laughs> I drove all around this state. All I'm going to say is don't ever use that cup. All right, Derek, that was a good question. Uh, we'll come back to you for the final. Nick, cooking with Nick. Worst place, right? You're rolling around. What is the worst place that that e-brake locks up? I'm going to have to say downtown Nashville parking garage especially on a Saturday (laughs) when you're at 35 an hour for parking or so and you get stuck there and somebody's watching in that lot mm, good luck Mm. we'll pay up the ass for that yeah yeah good idea good call all right uh Kevin uh I would say just the highway, you know, just the highway, just a regular 80 mile flow. You know, I think that'd be kind of fun at the same time. Maybe who knows? <laughs> All right. So my thing with people that break down on the highway and I've, I've broken down the highway. Listen, I, we talked about, I, when, when I started ramping up a little bit, I was buying CNG vans. I knew I'd, I'd, I dove in having a CNG on the truck. So then I wanted CNG vans to be able to roll around with for doing mobile detailing and, and everything like that. And then I rolled around with the Titan doing the chemical sales. I bought some older CNG vans and they were Dodges. Another reason why 
I'm not a big Dodge fan. And they kept blowing out the back rear differential. I had a rear diff go out as I was on that on-ramp onto a highway. And I'm, I literally, I start hearing that. And I'm on the highway then. I'm like, it gets so loud that I have to pull over, but I'm, I'm already on. So the only way to do, because I got these other people coming in on this way, the only way is to jump over to the left. Dude, people that break down on the highway that then get out of their vehicles, and I get it, they say, get out of your vehicle so the vehicle doesn't get hit. No way in hell I'm going to go sit on the side of the highway. Like, I stayed right in the vehicle the whole time. I don't, I don't know why everybody gets out of their vehicle if they break down on the highway. That's no fun. Why would you want to do that? Like, I've never understood that. I always stay in my vehicle. I don't know. That is true, though. All right, Brandon from Tins. Yeah, I was thinking like Final Destination, uh, ran <laughs> down on the interstate or the e rate lockup on the interstate. You just start flipping and rolling everywhere. Oh, yeah. Well, what was it? Is Final Destination or what was that movie or series that they were always cheating death? Yeah, was Final that was, Destination. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there Marty. There was a car wash one where the girl girl went through a car wash and the and the the sunroof opened and then the car started getting filled with water and then their seatbelt locked up and she almost drowned. That's the scene in the movie. Look it up when you get a chance. You'll be like, and she she ends up getting killed by the blade by the by the car wash blades. Yeah. Dude, it's not it's not the minions. Marty's not going to see it. Oh, so well. you're asking him to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Marty, I'll see you. I'll send it to you. You'll be like, what? Like, <laughs> Mark, did you see the name of the new Minions movie? Oh, yeah. That's why Nick's making the joke. <laughs> and I'm like, Nick, just wait, man. A couple years, bro. You got about five or six more years. You're watching every single one of those for then the next 15 years. So go on. Go on. he's just giving me shit while he can because here in a couple years, we're going to give him some shit. Yeah, you got about one more year for anything you watch as kids' movies. <laughs> Yeah, I'm waiting though. I'm excited this week. We're gonna go see Love and Thunder. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm ready. Nick, you don't know what that is? Come on, man. Come on, dude. I don't. I you know. Thor. I like girls, Marty. You guys are gonna have to fill me in. Yeah, just wait till you see who's in this movie, and then you'll go. Oh Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who's in it? Yeah. Yeah. Margot Robbie. No, no. Uh. No, think Star Wars episode one, two, and three. No, episode two. Yeah. No, one, two, and three. Oh, she was oh, in all one, she, two, and three. She was and then think of the movie where she played. Uh, what was she? Was she a stripper or just a dancer um, that got Black into Swan. like, Black yeah, Swan. Black Swan? No, still I, I've never seen Star Wars. And then you oh. never saw Black Swan. You what? don't know. Who, you don't know who we're talking about, Derek. No. Please enlighten him. Natalie Portman. Text me, Derek. <laughs> uh, I'll text you like Natalie Portman. Like, so. uh, yeah, Natalie Portman's hot. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to like it. Uh, you know, let's all jump into what is that where you, you go throw money into something? We'll go throw in some money so Nick can go to the movies and watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not Fiverr. Uh, what is that me. called? Hey, kick, Kickstarter. Go. Let's do a Kickstarter so Nick can go watch some movies. <laughs> Just sell me, dude. I'll give you my sell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, guys. Funny. Thanks so much. That was a fun episode. 
Joe Clean, man, loved it. Uh, great discussion on wax. Dustin, thanks so much for hopping in. Uh, even though all the, the headaches you're going through. Nick, cooking with Nick. Well, continue on, brother. Uh, if you get too bad, I just go get some IV. I love I think that's what really helped me taking an IV. But uh love to hear that you're doing okay there, man. Great. Derek, great Appreciate tab out man. question. Kevin, man, good to see you, brother. Please come like every time you hop in, man. It makes me smile. So yeah. Thanks so much, Kevin. Thanks for hopping in. Brandon from Tim's, dude, always a pleasure. We love seeing you here. What have you been sipping on? Uh, Voodoo Ranger, 1985. Oh, IPA. Good job, sir. Good I job. thought so. Yeah, you sent me that picture asking if I had it. What do you love about it? Uh, it just tastes like heaven. It tastes <laughs> like my childhood, the year of my childhood. <laughs> Is that when you were born? Yeah, 85. Wow. All right. Cool. Nice. So they were knocking booty in 84, trying to get you ready for 85, huh? That's right. All right. Go team. Speaking of born, I was born July 6, 1981. Happy belated. No, today is the 6th, sir. Today's yeah, birthday. today's the 6th. Joe, you're oh. right. I, I sent you a happy birthday on Facebook, and then I really, I meant to say, I mean, my bad. Great job. All right. Let's all sing to Joe. Oh, happy birthday to you. Oh, Joe's gone. Joe's gone. Joe hopped off. All right. All right, guys. Have a great night. We'll see you all next week, man. Always great to see you all. Thanks so much. See ya. Hey, this is Marshall. That was a fun episode. Listen, I mean, I think you should go interact right now in the Hyperclean Specialist Group because you probably thought, hmm, I got something I could talk about, wax or sealants and coatings. Go interact with this HyperClean Specialist group on Facebook. You know what? Or next week, come hop onto the Community Pub. It's every Wednesday night, 7.30 Central, Zoom ID 918-800-1188. It's every Wednesday night, 7.30 Central. Zoom ID 918-800-1188. Come have a beer. Stay for one, stay for four, whichever you want. <laughs> hey, this is Marshall. Make it a great day.